ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Wednesday, December 3rd. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Pardon me, it's Thursday. Yesterday was Wednesday. We didn't have a show yesterday, so I'm a day off. We had Steelers and Ravens. Hope you enjoyed that, but it is it is not Wednesday. It is Thursday, December 3rd, and your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste. It's only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Coming up this hour, I'm going to talk to the play-by-play voice of the Rice Owls, J.P. Heath. We're going to talk about the game coming up on Saturday. Also, later on this hour, we're going to get maybe a sneak preview of Marshall's game against Wright State. We'll talk a little bit about that. That's coming up later on next hour. We're going to go on the air for our pregame show at 6 o'clock. Tip-off is set for 7. We'll have that game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 between Marshall and Wright State. The Raiders out of the Horizon League. Game being played at the Nutter Center in Dayton, Ohio. I'm looking forward to this one. This is going to be only the third time that these two schools have met. And I don't know why they don't play more. It's close by. You're looking for close, good opponents, and Wright State would fit the bill. They would be close game. You can get to that game easily if you're a fan on a normal situation, unlike the one we're going through now. But normal year, you could get to that game, and you know I don't say play it every year, but that would be a good game. And of course, Wright State trying to get a, a better non-conference schedule going. They missed out on potentially making the NCAA tournament. They were getting ready for the NIT. They got eliminated from the conference semifinals last year. They won the regular season of the Horizon League, and they were ready to go. But since they won the regular season, they got eliminated from the tournament before the pandemic. They were getting ready for the NIT. So they're trying to make sure that they have a good non-conference schedule. But I think Marshall has improved to a point where you can put them on the schedule. Might be a good win for your program. But that's just me. That's just me. A little biased towards the Thundering Herd. But I think it's going to be a good game today. And we'll have it for you once again right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So we'll talk more basketball. Give you a preview of what we're going to talk about coming up at 6 o'clock. As I mentioned, football coming up later on this hour with J.P. Heath, the announcer for Rice football. Uh, He just got off the air a few minutes ago. Rice had a basketball game earlier this afternoon. I'll let him tell you more about that. But we've got football to get into. And really, I think the big story we want to talk about is that Coastal Carolina now going to play against BYU. Liberty had COVID-19 issues hit the program. So Liberty has paused all its team activities, not going to play another regular season game, but as a program, it's preparing for a bowl game. So what do you do? You've got game day showing up, and I know a lot of Herd fans may be a little perturbed 
about game day still not coming to Huntington this year and now going to Coastal Carolina, originally Coastal Carolina, and Liberty going to that game. But instead, ESPN has worked its magic, or at least helped work its magic. BYU trying to add another game to improve its resume. Guess what? You've got game day. You've got unbeaten Coastal Carolina. And you have unbeaten BYU needing a game. Magic happens. BYU, Coastal Carolina, 5.30 p.m. on ESPNU. BYU said as much. It's good to have a partner like ESPN that can help put together such a meaningful game at this point in the season. And they actually were talking earlier this week. BYU Coastal Carolina started talking earlier because it looked like Liberty might not be able to play because of the COVID-19 cases on the team. So those athletic directors and those programs start talking earlier and like, hey, can you do you do this game? If Liberty can't, can you jump in? Can you come in and do this game? We've got college game day coming to South Carolina. So can you come? And BYU jumped on it. Now I know, and there's nothing really to Honestly, to back it up, but I know there's been some grumbling that possibly BYU-Marshall could have been a thing, and it just didn't come to fruition. And I know some Herd fans are maybe, again, I'm going to use the word perturbed, that Marshall wasn't able to find games during these layoffs. Do you just want to play a game, or do you want to try to play a meaningful game? And what's the criteria? What do you do when you try to find a game? Now, Marshall, of course, also enjoying an undefeated season so far. Been off for a few weeks in action on Saturday against Rice. And then it's not looking good right now for FIU. FIU, COVID-19 issues. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on the program. But I leave this to your imagination. Will Conference USA jump in and say, okay, we're going to reschedule. That game can't be played. We're just not going to wait. We're going to reschedule. Will Marshall and Charlotte finally happen? Will that be the final game of the regular season? Of course, Charlotte's got to uh, have a reschedule now because it was set to take on FIU. So we're going to save all that for later, but that's the big one. Coastal Carolina, BYU, number 8 at number 14, two undefeated teams, college game day. I mean, sure, that's going to be exciting, and I'm pretty sure most of you are going to ignore that because I read the socials. Anecdotal as it may be, I read the socials, and I know some of you are still perturbed. Hey, for me, you know what? Good for Coastal Carolina. I like that program. I always have liked that program. Good for them, number 14, taking on BYU. If if Coastal beats BYU, Coastal's just going to jump. If BYU beats Coastal, that's going to solidify their at least their argument that, hey, look, we beat a top 15 opponent. We should be getting some, some, some consideration here, honestly, for a, a good bowl here. I don't know. I don't know what's going to play out here. And of course, the, the loser in all this is Liberty because Liberty trying to find a, a bowl, I'm sure. I'm sure there's conversations, but with the requirements pretty much out the window, bowl ties are probably going to be the most important thing. I mean, Marshall's getting a bowl. There's no doubt. Marshall, look at the record. Thundering Herd, ranked, undefeated so far. Conference has been good to the Herd at this moment. 4-0. You'd like to have played a couple of more games. 
And of course, come bowl tie-in time, you're going to look and go, all right, what game makes the most sense for Conference USA? And it's going to be Marshall maybe getting its pick. If Marshall wins the Conference USA championship, I'm sure Marshall's going to lean towards something and say, look, that's what we prefer. We're not getting an access bid. We're, we're in the conversation, but not high enough. So what do we do? We'll take the best bowl we can get that's a Conference USA tie-in unless there's some bowl trading going on. Unless a couple of bowls go, hey, look, we like this matchup. We like to make this happen. What can we do? Leagues can maybe work together. It's going to be interesting here the next few weeks as we get close to the conclusion of the regular season for college football and we get into a really hodgepodge bowl season. So I'm interested in seeing all that. But we'll talk about that. Charlotte FIU, there's a change there. Also, uh, something we missed yesterday, UAB Middle Tennessee, that game canceled. We'll talk about it when we continue. Also, later on, we're going to talk a little bit about the Rice Owls with J.P. Heath, the Rice play-by-play announcer, when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Still to come, we're going to hear from the voice of the Rice Owls, J.P. Heath. We'll preview Marshall's matchup with Wright State. We're getting set for our pregame. Begins at straight up 6 o'clock here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And you can also hear that on 93.7 The Dog. As tonight, we'll have the broadcast of Marshall at Wright State. I'm looking forward to that one. It's only the third time these two schools have met. Proximity to each other, I would think they would play more. Hopefully this will open up the door and these two schools could play a few more times as the years progress. All right, let's let's uh, let's talk a little bit more football here. As I alluded to, Charlotte and FIU, that game is off. The 49ers now have another game. Charlotte is going to play host to Western Kentucky on Sunday, December 6th. At 12 noon, that game is going to be on ESPN3. The game with FIU was set for December 5th. That's canceled now. And, of course, we don't know if this thing's going to be played or not because, again, it's going to depend on COVID testing protocols this week. This thing could be chucked out the window right now. It could be chucked out on Friday. But they had to move the date. So now they're playing on a different day. They're playing Sunday, December 6th. What's that mean for next week? Because FIU having issues. So now you look ahead and you're thinking, uh-oh, is Marshall going to have to jump through a hoop again? Marshall's not going to lose a home game, I'm sure. What if after this game is played and it's determined that FIU can't play its game? Because that's an earlier game here. Do you push the game back? Do you play on a Saturday? Do you make a different adjustment here? Because you're trying to, after all, space this out enough so you have enough time to get ready for the conference championship game. And more than likely, unless Marshall stumbles, Marshall's playing host to the winner on the West Division. Again, this is going to be percentage-based here. Marshall right now undefeated doesn't have to worry about anything. Marshall remains undefeated. Marshall is the East Division champ and playing for the overall Conference USA championship. So do you have that Charlotte game be the makeup game? Do you just go ahead and schedule it and say, look, if FIU can't play the Thundering Herd, 
Well, it's going to be Charlotte. Charlotte's going to have to come in and make that game up, and then that will give the Herd another home game. Keep that in mind. That's going to give the Herd yet another game. Marshall has been very fortunate. The Herd hasn't had to travel, hasn't had to deal with anything. I mean, honestly, you look at the way the Thundering Herd has had this thing worked out, two road games, that's it. Western Kentucky, that's not a terrible road trip. And Louisiana Tech, and other than that, Everything has been in Huntington at Joan C. Edwards Stadium, the non-conference games as well. Of course, Marshall would have had the game against Old Dominion last week, but that game was canceled because Old Dominion decided to bow out of the season, and that would have been a road game. So really, you're getting some bonus football here. But that's my suspicion. I can't back up any of this. This is just my suspicion that Charlotte and Marshall would make more sense to be the game next week if you're trying to play games. Or do you just go and look and say, hey, look, Marshall's the East Division champ. Marshall's just going to take the week off and get ready for the conference championship. Do you do that? Does the league say, look, no, we really need you to play a game here? I mean, what if Charlotte loses? But of course, you get FAU, FI, you've got all these things you got to do mathematically. But ultimately, I mean, Marshall's 4 0. League's probably going to want Marshall to play six. You'll get Rice in, that'll be five. And then you play FIU if, if that program is capable, which I don't think they will be. And if you don't, they slap Charlotte in there. You just reschedule. I think you're going to have to. You know, I don't know how bad it's going to be next season, but this season, at least, you should have more flexibility and just say, look, this makes more sense from a league standpoint. This makes more sense. you got to have this as the game. And also, you got to keep in mind, here's something else that really you got to keep in mind when you think about, all right, what will the herd be able to do? What's the schedule going to look like? Rice is on ESPN+. Plus, So that game, you're not hurting television-wise. That's an ESPN Plus game. That's a subscription model. It's not a prime time. It's not a locked-in, excellent schedule. No. Instead, you have Marshall at FIU, CBS Sports Network, 6.30 p.m., Marshall at FIU. If FIU can't play, then you bring Charlotte in, and that's going to be a home game for the Herd. It has to be. That has to be a home game. It's FIU, CBS Sports Network time slot. I would think that would go to Marshall and Charlotte since Charlotte, well, Charlotte was supposed to come in to Huntington. That's the makeup game. So you bring Charlotte in, take that December 11th spot. The question is, could Charlotte go playing December 6th? They would have the 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, make that uh, a rest day, travel day, play on the 11th. Could you do that in such a short turnaround? Would the league want you to? And again, that's also a pretty primetime spot. That's CBS Sports Network. That is your biggest partner. I mean, it was a nicety that Marshall ended up on CBS and on ESPN, but your biggest partner right there, that would be a game on Friday. You would take that game. You would absolutely take that game. And another thing, do you push that to Saturday and maybe get a, a, a worse time slot? Do you push that game to Saturday and, and take maybe a bad television deal? I don't think so. I think you preserve the television spot, and the spot right now is Friday. Friday, December 11th. You take that spot, you preserve that spot, and you play that game at that time frame. However, 
I'm just I'm just joking around here, like thinking what's going on. I'm guessing right now. I mean, everything I yeah, I don't know. That's just what I would think. You would preserve the time slot, and maybe you bring in Charlotte. So look, you owe them a game. You can play. Yeah, it's going to be a slight inconvenience for you, but you owe them a game, so let's go. All right, when we continue, we're going to talk Marshall football. J.P. Heath joining us, the voice of the Rice Owls, when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Getting set for Marshall football on Saturday. It's been a long time for the Thundering Herd playing host the Rice Noon at Joan C. Edwards Stadium. It's going to be senior day for the Thundering Herd, and that's going to be a strange oddity in itself. But to talk a little bit more about the Rice Owls coming into Huntington, we want to welcome back to the program the voice of the Rice Owls, J.P. Heath. And, JP just got off the air. Congratulations. The Rice Owls won their basketball game against an opponent that's name I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce. <laughs> uh, that'd be the Laterno Yellow Jackets. They are uh, a Division Three in uh, the great East Texas hamlet of Longview. So. I followed that game on uh, on Stat Tracker the entire time because I was like, okay, I, I'm going to have to text him eventually to make sure he's good. But you know, he's still on the God air. God bless you, sir. God bless you. I followed it. I followed it all there. Um, no, we um, yeah, we love Rice. So getting the impression from the players this week, talking to them, that uh, they realize this is going to be a, a tough game despite Rice being one and two. That's deceptive. Also, the fact that Rice has only played a few games. Uh, the impression here is that Rice is always a tough game for the Thundering Herd and that this is a very smart football team. Not just because Rice is a, a great school, it's just these players, they're very football aware. Yeah, I mean, and, and from my tenure, I mean, I know that history existed before I started broadcasting games, but it, I mean, it goes back to 2013, uh, some good games before that, and I remember the Rakeem Cato game, uh, 2012, here at our place. I'm looking at our stadium right now. But uh, last year, even I, one of the things I talk about with Coach Bloomgren on the pregame show is how that game last year, so we start Giovanni Johnson, our backup quarterback, and this year and last year, he gets hurt. And we still, I mean, it made the, the game respectful and learned a lot of things about ourselves and then won the last three games of the year. So, there's that recent history and then obviously the history of the conference uh, championship game from almost a decade ago now. That sounds crazy, but yeah. In uh, the respect, it, it goes both sides of the table. Coach Bloomgren has been talking the whole week about, about you all and just how uh, the respect he has for Coach Holiday, his recruiting acumen, and just how, I mean, so many different parts, it seems like there's no weaknesses. and So it does go both, both sides of the table here. How has this program withstood the limitation of the schedule this year? UTSA is postponed. Louisiana Tech's postponed. UTEP is canceled. There's two games left. There's the Marshall game on the 5th, and there's the UAB game on the 12th, and, and that's it. The good news is that all bets are off when it comes to the bowls. The bad news is the bowl number is shrinking. So how, how is the program just taking it all in trying to figure out what the goal here is in this limited schedule? The short answer is 
I have not the foggiest idea, just to be totally blunt, because it, it's been that way for everybody, though. You had to have adjusted. Like, yeah, in a normal year at, at this time, you've only had three games. Of course, uh, a lot goes goes wrong, you know. But at, at this point, the way everything has gone and, and, and Rice's uh, decision to not play was out of the athletic department's hands. It was a crisis management team on campus. Harris County had uh, one of the highest spikes in the nation as far as coronavirus so they they wanted to do the same thing we only have the three games and had three of the last four games before this one canceled so it it, it's truly out of your control if you're process-based like coach bloomgren you can't control it so you just control the things and worry about the next thing in front and the next thing is is for for you guys coming up on, on saturday morning by our time but, again, the, the most utmost respect, and there's still been some positives. Mike Collins against uh, Southern Miss. Um, the, the North Texas game wasn't, wasn't a great one. The Middle Tennessee game, the quadruple doink game, if fans didn't see that, we made viral in the wrong way. Could, could easily be 2-1, and one, but, but still 1-2 and two is about the right mark, what, what they, the record they have earned right now. Coming into this game, you, you would think that Rice has got a lot of film study on the herd, a lot of time here, but – uh, talking just to the Marshall players as well, they focus mostly on themselves. And when normal game week comes, they they go through that motion. Has it been the same for Rice, just focusing on the program's health program? I guess working on X's and O's, working on yourself, working on just getting better at your craft. Is that basically what this team has had to do? Yeah, because you can't do like the UTEP game, for example. Uh, got delayed the start of it. Uh, this was this past Saturday. We were hosting UTEP. And, okay, you know, you kind of get doing this long enough. I've been, been doing plenty of Rice baseball games over the past, like with weather delays and all this. Like, you kind of get a sense when something's up. Well, it got so close to kick. I mean, you know it, something was up. And with the Florida State-Clemson uh, situation from the week before still fresh in our mind, you kind of thought, okay, something's amiss, and then they finally cancel the game. But Trey Schumann is is one of our defensive ends, and he was very eloquent in the in the press conference this week talking about half that you you can't go in half preparing. You have to prepare, no matter if you're playing UTEP, Marshall, Southern Miss, Rice. It it doesn't matter who you play. You have to prepare like you're you're going into that game. Uh, you, you can't go in with half measures. Uh, shout out to any Breaking Bad fans out there. It's got to be full measures. You can't you can't go in uh, full, not full speed. You got to go 100. percent That's that's what they've done for this one. You might um, you might hang up on me, but I've never seen an episode of Breaking Bad. I get all the oh. references, but I've I never got into it. So I guess I'm so behind now. I it looks daunting to get into. That's okay because my wife. I tell my wife, look. It's the greatest television show of all time, rated by all these respected outlets. Watch, just watch an episode with, nope, that doesn't want to hear it. So I don't hold it against her, so, so I won't hold it against you. So all good. <laughs> okay, I, eventually. I mean, you would think with the pandemic, with all the free time, as we in broadcasting have so much free time on our hands, uh, I would have had a chance to watch it by now. <laughs> it's all good. I mean, hey, hopefully, knock on wood, this whole thing doesn't last into 2021 and beyond, but there's always, there's always time. So how the Owls look in basketball today? I know they got this, the victory. Uh, what's, um, cause that's going to be something heard fans are going to keep an eye on. Uh, 
we have hopefully a better chance of getting more basketball games in. I, I say that knowing there have been so many cancellations, but that's still the hope. Once we get in the conference play, you can keep this a little bit better contained. Yeah, the thing with basketball, I'm probably not uh, breaking any news to you. I know you do all your, your homework and prep that the contact tracing is what's going to be – like with football, like we've seen with football. With basketball, if, if there's a, a case, it, it can wipe out the whole team for a couple of weeks. So that's what you're kind of gritting your teeth and crossing your fingers and kind of tugging at your collar, insert meme here. It's really, really tense. But when I just just walked out of the gym a few minutes ago when we were texting, um, nobody's in the stands. They're spaced out. I mean, every now and then you'll take off your mask to get a drink of water, but they're disinfecting everything. They're going through all these protocols. When they get in a conference, that's going to be fascinating. Maybe we'll talk again in conference, but – um, having the afternoon games, I think the coaches kind of like that to space things out. But these back-to-back games in conference Friday and Saturday, for those that that don't know, it, it's going to be fascinating. We none of us have been through any of this before, and you just take it day by day, like one of my answers before, and you just get through it. And you just you're just thankful. You're truly grateful. You've got a job to do and a sport to a sport that you love to be able to talk about. And for some reason, people want to listen to you. So it's a it's a great great. Um, great great time to actually have something to be able to take in that's the fascinating thing everyone's doing it different conference usa decided okay we're going to have one team play another team twice eliminate travel uh, for the most part and on the one hand that makes it more interesting for both the east and west division because of course there's some history between marshall and rice so there's interest there but still Crossing, uh, crossing the the borders here. You know, this is a far flung conference. This might be the best thing for a while, just to play a more geographically friendly schedule. Yeah, because that that's what makes the most sense. And with Conference USA being so spread out like it is, I think that's the that's the way to go. And then with that extra buffer week at the end, that might not be enough. But like we've seen with college football. You just have to take it. I I hate to keep beating that drum, but you don't know what's going to happen in um, a few weeks, much less a couple of months coming down the, the, the pipe. So I think it's the right way that they've gone about it. I know a lot of times people go out of their way to explain, to uh, give Conference USA credit, but I really think they're doing a good job with, with all of this. I really do. Joining us on the program, the voice of the Rice Owls, J.P. Heath, coming into Huntington this week. Uh, unfortunately, it won't probably be the uh, same experience you had the last time you were here. But uh, you know what? Fat Patties, as everyone tells me, is right across the street from the stadium. So that's an easy hit for you. Okay. And I don't know where I'm staying yet. Um, so I'll have to – this is an important topic you've, you've addressed. So I need to – and I don't mind sponsor, non-sponsor. I'm, I'm an equally big Texan across the board. So me and my guys, um, there's no fighting for the check. We all kind of get alligator arms going for the check. So, uh, but yeah, I've, I know I've been to Fat Patty, and uh, man, I, I've been to a lot of other. I'm, I'm struggling to remember the name of one of those across the from the hotel. Uh, there's another hot dog place I know that I was told to go to. I didn't make it to during baseball. Y'all swept us in baseball wasn't able to go out there but see hot dogs uh, are sticky hot dogs are a topic here because we have so many hot dog stands here and everyone's going to tell you something different completely 
I mean, okay. that's just that's Huntington. You know, it's uh, it's the hot dog capital of West Virginia, as far as I'm concerned. Because there's really, yeah, you know how Seattle has a lot of Starbucks stands, coffee stands. There are a lot of hot dog stands in Huntington. So, I mean, take your pick. We we can find a hot dog flavor for you. Now, uh, again, your show. I'm not the boss here, right? But what lens? Again, I'm taco barbecue guy down here in the great okay. city of Houston. So what lends to West Virginia having the, and specifically that area, having the surplus of apparent award-winning hot dog stands? Uh, I, th- I think that's just, uh, you know, because uh, we have the hot dog with the coleslaw, the slaw. You have to have that. Uh, that's, that's just a must. You know, hot dog, the mustard, the coleslaw, that's, that makes up pretty much a, a standard hot dog. And some people don't appreciate okay. the slaw. I do. And it's very territorial as well with the hot dogs. I mean, we have the hot dog stands that are touristy, that have been on the big, uh, you know, food channel, food network uh, programs like Midway Hot Dogs, Hillbilly Hot Dogs. There are stands, you know, across uh, the, the region. You know, Kentucky has its own flavor of hot dog as well. It's, it's a big thing. So you got to be careful um, where you go. Or, you know, just try them all. That might be the thing. <laughs> I like it. I like this. I like this direction. Uh, you should pitch all of your future guests. Hey, forty percent food talk, sixty percent sports content. I like it. I'll, I'll definitely. I've heard of a lot of those. So I definitely. It, it all depends. We're at the beck and call of the team, at the team hotel, uh, which I honestly I don't even know we're staying yet. They. I just get on the plane. I was telling my dad just now. Oh yeah, I just land. I don't know if we're going in Huntington, Charleston. I don't know. I'm just along for the ride. Call the game. Leave. Come back to Texas. So, okay, I I have so I haven't brought this up in a while. It's it's a good time to bring it up with you. Um, I have something that I have dubbed uh, the Huntington Hat Trick. Some people think maybe it's a heart attack waiting to happen, but it's it, it's my invention. Um, you got to do tutors for bis- tutors biscuits for breakfast. You have to. You, you and there's one by Marshall, so you have to. You there's you can't get out of it. And order the Thundering Herd if if you feel so bold. Game day, probably not. Yeah, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> ne- you ne- basketball though. Take take the take the hot dog and the biscuits. Take those in for basketball because you're coming in. Okay. On, uh, well, the women's team's coming in. Uh, Marshall's at at the men's. Okay, so well, I mean, maybe someone can bring something back in some um, some dry ice. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> you, you got to get the thundering her biscuit. It's because it's got the the homemade biscuit. It's got the sausage, it's got the egg, it's got the cheese, and it's got the hash brown. Oh, all, all part of that biscuit. That's the thundering herd. You have to do that. That's that's a must. And I also tell people to uh, there's a, a place uh, right outside of Huntington, Oscar's Breakfast uh, Burgers and Brews, and as you can get by the name, you can get all of those essentials right there. You can do that. And of course, there's Dang. Fat Patties and and. I recommend it's going to be a little bit further from the uh, stadium, but uh, I recommend the either the Frost Top hot dogs or the Midway hot dogs. Uh, Frost Top's a little closer to the stadium, so I would I would tell the bus driver if you're coming off I-64, you're hitting the exit, uh, stop right where that gigantic rotating root beer mug is uh, is. You'll see it. You won't miss it. It's just a big rotating root beer mug. Okay. You can't miss it. The, now, now I don't want to insult. Right. Again, forgive me, I don't know the lay of the land, the geography, but we have Lyft and Uber there. Yes. Is there a, where I can 
Okay. Yes, good. those so those are options here. Yes, so you're you're all good. And I would think you would have people that maybe can just make these runs for you. Man, you, you have grossly overestimated my importance in this grand scheme of things. No, uh, I'm along for the ride, but I mean, come on, uh, this like this, this is rice. This is right. These are the future leaders of America here. There's got to be, you know, some... And I'm the radio guy. Right. I'm, I'm not the president. I'm, I'm just the schlub. I'm along for the ride. True. I'm, but you have a you have a, a color I'm analyst, right. right? Isn't that that person's job in all broadcast to be that guy? Nate. Oh, yeah. You don't know Nate. He's a TV star in Houston. So okay. I'll, I'll tell him that. He'll get a kick out of that. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough here. Fair enough. I'll tell you what. Once we get past this pandemic, um, we'll, do the, we'll do the food run with you. We'll make sure... Uh, we show you all the um, the ins and outs here because, well, uh, trust me, you, know, you might think that uh, places like Southern Miss with Letha's and those are great. No, no, no. Yeah. We'll, we'll take care of you. We, we've got our very own cuisine here. We'll take good care of you. Yeah, and Letha's is gone now. I don't know if you've heard that. I know. I mean, that it's yeah, it was so. such an iconic place. It, it still resonates. So how are you all at barbecue up there? Because Texas were kind of barbecue-centric and snobbish. How's the barbecue up that way? Um, we've got a place, Buddy's Barbecue, uh, and of course, actually a partner of ours, so I can um, I can pimp them a little bit better. Um, I'll support it. Okay. Yeah, but Buddy's very good, very good barbecue, I'm, and I'm not exaggerating. I think you would be pleasantly surprised. So uh, that and it's close again. That's close to the stadium, relatively speaking. So we can get you there. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling. I'm not joking. I'm typing these all on my phone. Okay. As we talk. And of course, uh, our mutual friend Bill Cornwell. He is. He is a food connoisseur, so he, he's like our very own Copernicus. He probably already has a <laughs> he has a welcome sheet for you. Just you know, message him tonight. He has a welcome sheet for you. He'll tell you. He probably has the Uber paths already for you. I mean, that's how nice that okay. guy is. And I thought we were nice in Texas. Y'all ain't so bad either. No, we're not terrible. We're not terrible. We're looking forward to this one. Rice is coming in. And then, of course, uh, women's basketball. The the ladies will be in Huntington while the men will be playing at Rice. So um, we'll have uh, we'll have some fun coming up. And I think what that is in February. So looking forward to those matchups as well. But, uh, J.P., be safe on your trip here. Uh, we'll find out where you're staying, and we'll get you a, a, hopefully a, a proper food menu. <laughs> Hey, thank you, brother. Always uh, like to visit. Thank you. J.P. Heath, thanks, sir. We appreciate him joining us on the program. Uh, we've got to take a quick time out because we're getting close to basketball, Thundering Herd taking on Wright State. We will tell you more about it when we continue here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Paul Swan, your host. Don't forget, here in a few short minutes, we're going to get you set for Marshall basketball as the Thundering Herd taking on Wright State. Our airtime is straight up 6 o'clock. We will tip off at 7-ish. Steve Cotton will have the broadcast for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, and I'll have our pregame for you as we get you set for the contest. Marshall's first road game of the regular season. Also, Thundering Herd looking for a, uh, a win streak here. Get the season started off right with the victory over Arkansas State. You get this one, all of a sudden you're 2-0 and and you're feeling pretty good about yourself. And with the Akron game not happening now, uh, it's going to be a few days before you play, so you'd like to at least have a couple of games under your belt, a couple of wins before you have to at least um, 
I don't want to say uh, take a few days off, but still, uh, it's not going to be the schedule it was put on paper. And keep that in mind. It's not the schedule on paper. It's going to change several times, I'm sure. I just hope we can get the conference schedule in for the most part. I know there's the makeup time in between uh, the tournament and the end of the regular season, or at least the scheduled end of the regular season to make everything work. However, we've got basketball, and that's coming up tonight here. We'll preview it here in the next few minutes on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And don't forget, as well, coming up on Saturday, 9 a.m., that's when we go on the air, I will hit tutors before. I'll have to do it early. I'll have to do it early. I don't want to hit that long line. I'll have to do it and get in here before 9 because, well, it's a game day ritual. So I'll get the tutors in, and then I'll get over here in the studio 9 a.m. for our pregame getting set for Marshall Rice. And hopefully we'll find out what the Thundering Herd schedule will look like the following week. Will it be FIU? I think Charlotte's in the mix there. I really do. I think Charlotte's going to be in the mix for this. So whatever happens, we'll keep it right here. Keep you updated on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. Coming up next, it's Huntington Federal Savings Bank College basketball today.